This episode of Juggalo Judgment contains copious amounts of our voices. If you come to this show just to listen to the music that we're playing, why would you do that? You can just buy the album. They can just buy the album! Why would anybody- What the fuck? Why would you do something so fucking stupid? I do not understand- Alright, well, we're gonna get into, um, you know, some discussions about things, and, uh, every once in a while some topics might come up that some people may find, uh, that they need to, to, to prepare themselves for, um, regarding, you know, bigotry and other such things, and we talk about that, and we bring it up, and we get into it, so be pr- listener discretion is advised. They could just buy the albums! What's up, motherfuckers? It's Juggalo Judgment Time. You know me, your boy Shmeev. Over to my left, who do we got? We got Mike. Fuck yeah. Now today's gonna be a bit of a different episode than usual. We're not, uh, we don't have an album for this week. We're gonna be doing some discussion. But before we get into the main topic of discussion... I believe you had a statement that you wanted to make uh, to open up this episode. Yes, I do. The floor is yours. Thank you. Fuck Trump! You still clipped the mic regardless. Is that all you had today? Yeah. All right. I would like to express my agreement, and I would like to add to that that The only American hero that exists in this administration is the blood clot that makes it up to his brain and causes him to spasm in such a way that he punches Mike Pence in the face, setting off a chain reaction of million-dollar babies down the entire line of succession. (laughs) With that out of the way, we can get to the real news of this uh, episode. (laughs) Our actual discussion <laughs> is going to be about something that I just got this week. Oh. <laughs> I didn't come in! <laughs> Still clipping, I'm sorry, I can't help that. For those of you who can't see, which is literally all of you, <laughs> I have in my hands right now... Th- this is... On vinyl. Oof. The lustful sex life of a perverted nympho housewife. <laughs> One of the albums <laughs> that, that you can hear featured in ICP songs. Oh my god! I need to, let me see this real quick. This is oh man, it is wild sex cram story. The greatest stag album ever. <laughs> you actually hear crystal clear everything that goes on. Oh my god! Soaked with sizzling sex language, <laughs> tripping with red hot action. The most thrilling moments you've ever heard on record. An adult bestseller, many nights of pure pleasure. Oh my god. What the fuck? Uh, Oh Oh, man. It even would have... Probably if we would have got this brand new, it would have come with a a free gift inside. A French tickler. Oh my god. I was really... So, initially I thought we were going to be doing this like two (laughs) weeks from now. Because, you know... We were going to be putting a lot of stuff off. <laughs> now you don't have to go to Denmark or Sweden to get this kind of album. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna see if I could possibly procure a uh, a turntable 
before oh before then and then that would that would be my reveal of it i would just be like let's put on some mood music and then this. oh my god that's so fucking funny so yeah oh i can't wait to to can i wait to this i, can't. <laughs> I, I actually like you can just find like somebody somebody has like the ripped audio oh yeah sitting easily it's gotta be online i specifically tried to find it because a fun fact for you porn on vinyl is a band <laughs> So, trying to search that in particular without knowing the titles of any of this oh, shit was okay. kind of fucking difficult. That's interesting. There's a whole Reddit thread about it, and somebody was like, here's a link to just the fucking audio. I was like, oh, cool. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. But that's not really what that's we're That's not really for. what we're talking about. Um, what are we talking about? Well, we are, um, we're starting to get to uh, a, a point in time uh, of ICP's history where, um... You see them interacting with other people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they have signed. And so, um, I thought it'd be a good time to maybe talk about one of said groups, probably the second most popular group on the label, uh, Twisted. Um, real quick, as an aside, I'm a big Twisted fan, and I've seen them in concert, I think, more than any other band at this point. I've seen oh. Twisted, I think, like, eight or nine times. Well, they... Um, oh, yeah. I I think they do a great show. Plus, they tour so fucking much, which is great for me. In fact, I believe you just saw them. I did just see them. Uh, this is going up three weeks or so after I saw them uh, recently. This is a, a, about five days past for me. Um, they had their Mystery Era tour. They should be, at the time of this coming out, just starting... Um, their Generation Nightmare tour, so go and check them out if, uh, if, if you aren't already getting your tickets. Um, but they did the Mystery Era tour. It was a four day, uh, tour, um, in Buffalo, uh, Worcester, and Easton, PA, and then, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, for the final one. Um, and basically the concept of this was you didn't know what era you were going to get until they started playing. Um, which is, kind of a lie because based on VIP you kind of understand what they were doing except on my show um Pittsburgh um along with the first show in Buffalo we got the uh the the OG era which was comprised of songs strictly from Most Tasteless Freak Show and uh Mirror Mirror which is probably the era that I wanted to see the least (laughs) and yet that's a shame and it was bomb but no the cool thing was because of that I actually heard one of my favorite songs from Mirror Mirror that I feel like never gets touched. Oh, nice. And it was very cool. They did miss out on playing the song um, Different from Freak Show, which I think is easily one of their best, especially from that era. But su- such is, is life. Um, but a very cool thing that happened, and you uh, you can see it on the, uh, the Juggalo uh, Judgment Instagram, uh, what they did for people who do VIPs um, on this tour, um, and I do VIP almost every chance I get. I think there's only been like one or two Twisted shows I've done or haven't done VIP, um, just because I really like meeting them, and I like all the extra shit that you get with it. Um, the people who did VIP this time, um, they would be entered in for a drawing to win their own jerseys. Um, like, the jerseys off of their backs. And um, the the stars had aligned. <laughs> Lady Luck was on my side, and I won one of those very jerseys. You sure did. I lost my fucking mine. <laughs> I'm gonna point something out. Um, all of last week we had pretty good weather. As in like, we were in the upper 50s. Like, not bad. And then Sunday decided, hey, I'm gonna be fucking cold. 
My dumb ass did not want to bring a fucking hoodie because I didn't want to hold it in the venue. I didn't want to sweat my ass off in the venue. So I stood outside for over two hours waiting for VIP to start, freezing my fucking ass off. And then they do the drawing for the uh, the jerseys. And they drew two separate people for, obviously, for Madroxes and Monoxides. Um, the first one got drawn. Somebody, like, ten feet behind me won. And then uh, the second one got drawn. And nobody claimed their number. <laughs> and so I'm here, like, oh, man, I hope I get it then. I'm like, come on, pick 12. Pick 12. Pick 12. The dude's right in front of me. He's just, like, staring at me. So he grabs in there. He's not seeing anything. He picks a number. He goes 12. I'm like, you're fucking with me. Just because I was, like, seeing it constantly. <laughs> and, no, he turns it to me. And I'm, like, jumping up and down when I see the fucking 12. <laughs> Um, so they had me at the end of the VIP so that everybody else could get their pictures with, uh, Twisted wearing their jerseys. And, uh, and I went through, um, I asked the guy who got first because he was with a big group and they were all going to do their picture together. So I was like, Hey man, do you have a preference in which jersey you get? Like, who's you take? Ooh, sorry, man. Um, and, uh, he's like, no, man, I was like, sweet. So I got Jamie Madrox's jersey. Um, if you want to see me with the jersey... Go to the Juggalo Judgment Instagram. If you want to see me wearing a 3X jersey, <laughs> go to my Instagram. Swimming at, inside at of a 3X jersey. At Straight Edge Juggalo um, on my Instagram. And uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but I, I was on fucking cloud nine for the rest of the... Honestly, I've still like maintained a small... Like smile throughout my entire week because of that. It's it's made me so happy. I'm kind of mad that I did not get it signed at the time, but I was like uh, still in the moment. It's all so right. the next time I go to a show and do VIP, I'm probably exactly. gonna bring it with me, get it signed, and I'm gonna get a shadow box for it. I had somebody offer me a thousand dollars in line, <laughs> and oh, it was so hard to turn that down. <laughs> but I'm like, no, nah, man, I got this. This is mine forever. It was real cool, but. Congratulations. Thank you. It was very, very awesome. So, we are actually going to talk about the band themselves. But before we even do that, we... It's, it's about time. We have that, that, that tradition. Every yep. every episode. Before we get into the, to the nitty-gritty of talking about some twisted... Twisty-twisty. How about we twist off oh. these caps oh. and crack a, open the motherfucking Fagos. Oh, oh, oh. oh, that was satisfying. Very nice. Very nice. Mm. I got that moon mist. Should be rocking that cotton candy. Delicious. I just wanted something that had caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> I was dead earlier at work, man. All right, so twisted, twisted. Let me, uh, let me, let me throw some questions your way. We're gonna, All right, let's see if we can. We're going to sort of interview this. I didn't prepare. I didn't actually write anything I down. I know. I thought you were going to. I had some things prepared in my brain. Oh. Uh, so, where'd Twisted come from? Twisted uh, are from the east side of Detroit. Okay. So opposite of the southwest side right. that ICP is known yes, for. Yes, yes. Um, they originally started um, as the group The House of Crazies. Okay. Which I've, was, I've heard of. Which was uh, Jamie Madrox. Uh, well, rather, they weren't rapping as those names. Uh, at the time, it was Mr. Bones. Sure. Hectic. And a third member of the ROC. Um, the group was just kind of doing their own thing in the Detroit Underground. Not necessarily to the popularity of ICP. 
Um, however, they were from different areas, so I don't know if they were doing shows in different areas as well. Um, they were kind of um, rivals to ICP. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, Violent J has talked in um, in Behind the Paint that like uh, House of Crazies would like take ICP flyers down and like throw them in the garbage <laughs> and shit. I don't know how true this is. Um, I was gonna the another question that I was going to have was were they direct was that like a direct inspiration thing that they came from or were, were they uh, where I where think, where did they pull from I think I don't know if that was directly influenced by ICP or anything I mean a lot of the people who got into the horrorcore genre especially from there like mm-hmm. or at least the Detroit Underground it was either you got there because Kid Rock was big or because Eshan was big. And stylistically, it's more because of Ishan. Yeah. Um, which, for him, it wasn't horrorcore. He called it acid rap. Right. Um, but uh, House of Crazies, they didn't wear face paint or anything. They had basically like Jason-esque hockey masks that are painted um, kind of like a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, okay. So uh, just, just orange and black. They're very, very nifty looking. And um, House of Crazies... I have some of their stuff. I know I have uh, Mr. Bones's uh, solo album Wild Sacrifice. <laughs> um, I have Season of the Pumpkin and Head Trauma, I believe, because they got re-released. Mm. House of Crazies is not for everybody, and I'm going to say that to be as as non-judgmental as I can on a show about judging. Um, I'm the judgmental one. My biggest issue with House of Crazies is that the audio is very, very difficult to hear. Uh, like okay. the the instrumentals vastly overpower. Is it like self produced? No, it's not. Well, I don't know who their producer was. Okay, but it's just it's very loud and drowned out. It's really hard to hear it. Right. Um. So the fact that um their other friend Blasian at homie knows practically all of their lyrics by heart <laughs> is very very baffling to me. Um. <laughs> but um. What happened with House of Crazies, there's actually a video online. Eminem opened for House of Crazies. Yeah. Uh, It's in like 94 or so like that. It's fucking crazy. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because I think that uh, House of Crazies went to the same school as Eminem and Proof. Uh Uh-huh. So, I don't know, just fucking Detroit facts for you. Damn. as when, time went on... When did they show up, like, on the scene? Uh, it's early 90s. Early I 90s? Like, I think, like, 93 or 94 Okay, might be the... If you give me a second, I can I can double-check. I don't know with certainty. I think I think the album, The Night They Came Home, is the first one. Is that is that when they dropped stuff, or when they were, like, started doing, like, stuff? Let's see. Um... They originally, okay, they were originally active from 92 until 97. Okay, so this is, they they did, like, in fact, come after ICP. Yeah, technically. Okay. I mean, Inner City Posse started in the very late 80s, maybe 90, um, and then became ICP in 92. That's when Carnival Carnage dropped. Right. So, Dog Beats, I think, was in 91. Um, Excuse me. Uh, So, yeah. They, um... They were doing their own thing for a while, and then um, they started linking up with ICP. Um, during the Malenko tour, I think is when it was, is when they toured with ICP 
Alone with Misery, and uh, ICP let them sell their merch at the shows as long as they would help be the roadies and the people who were on stage, like in some of the um, like clown getups. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like which hey, fair to them. Like that's really cool, and I think they still paid them too. Um, well, at one point it was either on that tour or on the following tour. Um, the ROC had issues with, um, with Violent J or somebody along the tour, mm-hmm. and um, Jamie and Paul, um, Hectic and Mr. Bones did not want any of that anymore, so they wanted to come to Psychopathic Records, and they gave a demo to Violent J, who loved it. Um, he loved the shit they gave. I think it was, I think the track's Murder, Murder, Murder. Leave die, motherfucker, die. And I think what the fuck was one of them, too? I'll have to... I'll know for sure when we get to the most tasteless episode. Um, but they weren't... They, they couldn't be House of Crazies. Because okay. they were... That that uh was owned by their, at the time, former manager, I think. Right. So they had to come up with another name. And so they originally came up with ISI. International Superstars Incorporated. Oh. There's two conflicting stories. Either A, Prestige Worldwide, Violent J hated the name. I don't blame him. Or B, they found out that the term incorporated would have been like a big like legal problem. Oh. And so they tried coming up with a bunch of different names, like Twisted This, Twisted That, Twisted That. And then Violent J was like, just call yourself Twisted. And so it worked. Um, uh, Hectic, uh, Paul, became Monoxide because he smokes a lot of Newports. Sure. At least he did. He doesn't anymore. Oh, that's good. He vapes. <laughs> uh, and uh, Mr. Bones, Jamie, uh, became Jamie Madrox, which is a reference to uh, the multiple man from the X-Men comics. I don't know. Because he is a big fucking nerd. That, yeah. <laughs> like, apparently... I'm just going to put this some... out there. Mm-hmm. All of the people that we're talking about... <laughs> are big fucking are big nerds. big fucking nerds. Regardless like, of whether or not no, they're into comics and shit, they're you, all big fucking nerds. If you listen to some, like, early, like, Twisted or Mr. Bones or anything like that, anything that Jamie does, like, he could have been a pioneer of nerdcore. I'm not <laughs> fucking joking. Um, but, yeah, so Twisted pretty much came about there, and um, they were, they put their first uh, album out on Psychopathic Records, Most Tasteless. Um, but then shortly after, um, is when the whole, um, Hollywood issue happened mm-hmm. with Island. And so, uh, said that they, um, if, if they went to, uh, Island, um, Island had to also sign Twisted. So that's what they brought them for. Most Tasteless ended up getting pulled because there were a lot of uncleared samples. Uh-huh. And so, uh, Island Records re-put out the album which is probably that version we're going to hear because um, most of the songs that were taken off end up getting put on other albums in the future. So so we'll get to Most Tasteless, um, the regular version, or the re-release, which is still, I think, now it's out of print. I don't think that Psychopathic can can put any of those out. It's very, very frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um, Twisted was on the label from 97, officially? 97 or 98? Um, until 2012. Um, during their tenure on Psychopathic Records, they helped bring multiple people onto the label. They brought, um, Blasia Dead Homie. Who um, did who? 
You did who? Where I'm from, he's cool. Um, ABK uh, was was uh, helped out of the label because of that. Heartbreak um, kid. Yes. Um, God, I think there were some more. I think that Lavelle might have been on there uh, because of uh, Twisted as well. Patty Lavelle. There was actually rumors. There's there's something I don't know how true it is, but there's something that I think I heard before where Monoxide said that he was trying to get ICP to ignore the beef that they have with Eminem and sign him. And the day when he went to try and talk to, to Valen J about it was when Dr. Dre announced that he signed Eminem. <laughs> so that didn't happen, needless to say. Um, they released... They averaged almost an LP a year under Psychopathic Records. Jesus um, Christ. Plus, um, they each had a solo album. Um, Monoxides came out in 04. Jamie Madrox's came out in 06. And when Madrox toured, he had a special edition of the album, which had uh, remixes and a couple different tracks on there as well. Um, the the Earth 2 version, which is a play on his love for comics. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were also involved in pretty much every supergroup that Psychopathic did. They did uh, Psychopathic Riders, um, and they did Dark Lotus, which Dark Lotus was originally just going to be uh, ICP and Twisted. Oh. And then by the time the, the true group came to fruition, it had uh, six people. Jesus. Now, officially, um, it's dead. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in its last incarnation, it only had five. Why is it dead? What happened? Because um, in 2012, um, shortly after their Abominations tour, Abominations was their last album released on Psychopathic Records, um, Twisted announced on their Twitter account that um, they were leaving Psychopathic Records. Oh. Um, apparently, Psychopathic had a very, very open policy of, we're not holding you to contracts. If you feel that you need to leave because of whatever reason, by all means. Right. This shocked fucking everybody. Um, because Twisted were there, not necessarily since day one, but they were the people who stuck around for so Pretty long. Pretty early on, yeah. Even when there were rumors of them leaving way back in 03. Um, there was talk about them leaving uh, after, I think, the Green Book. Um, which there's actually um, merch that they had produced at the time for uh, allegedly Magic Records. Um, there's some stuff about it in the actual booklet of the first pressing. Um, and that's due to somebody else who was involved in Psychopathic, and um, they dropped his ass after. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a fucked up situation. But um, Twisted leaving Psychopathic put a lot of people... Um, it, it, it left a lot of questions. Um, it was like, why did they leave? You know, uh, is it just them that's leaving? Because, are, are they cool? Um... So the answer was, for a long time, yes. The answer as it stands now is, you do your thing, we'll do our thing. <laughs> um, at least that's what I've interpreted from some recent interviews. There was I, one where they were on Shade 45 a couple weeks ago. I did hear uh, that from something that uh, there, there was an interview with Twisted where they, they did say like they, they weren't going to throw shade at fucking anybody. They were just right. like, no, we're just going to fucking do our yes. thing, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm okay with that. That's cool. Right. I mean, it's... <sighs> something that, that people who 
don't like Twisted are constantly saying Twisted are bitches because they, you know, they turn their backs on the people who made them famous and everything like that. It's like, ICP, in my opinion, helped Twisted with a platform. Yeah. Okay. They gave them a platform, but like a platform and, doesn't do and, shit for you if you can't fucking allegedly, do something on it. Allegedly, and again, I've only been listening to this music since the mid-2000s. I did not know everything from the early parts. Allegedly, people did not like Twisted when they first toured mm. and were touring with Most Tasteless. That's that's a consensus that I've seen among a number of people. Interesting. Um, whereas after Most Tasteless, which I th- still think is a pretty good album, Practically every album improves. Okay. Mm. It's hard to say that with with a lot of musicians. Yeah. Where you can say on either a technical level or a uh, a musical level um, via production or anything like that where each release seems to get better. Um, and there's people who hate some of their later albums because of this reason or that. And it's like, I don't know. I've been listening to Twisted technically, like from the time that I started listening in about oh five oh six to now. I've listened to a much larger point of their careers as Twisted than when I started to when Twisted became a thing. <laughs> like I, I, I thought that up whenever I was coming home from the concert. <laughs> I've listened to Twisted for almost fourteen years now. Jesus Christ! And when Twisted started in ninety seven to when I started in. 06, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, most of the early stuff was already done with. Yeah. Um, my first Twisted albums, uh, the girl I was dating in high school got them for me. She got me Freak Show, uh, Mansmith uh, Volume 1, and Mutant Volume 2. Um, and I remember hating Mutant for a very long time, and it wasn't until uh, recent years where I really appreciated it. Huh. Uh, Mansmith is actually probably my least favorite at this point, which it's not a bad album. It's just for some reason doesn't flow as well as some of their other CDs do. Yeah. Um, Freak Show. Freak Show has some of the most popular it has the most popular twisted song in We Don't Die. Um and so many songs that people just consistently clamor for. So Mutant was the one you said you didn't care for at first, right? Yes. Mutant oh. was the album that was Mansmith and Mutant were basically a two parter. They came out a month apart from each other. And Mutant is what a lot of people interpreted um, a alleged project that never came to light as being. They were supposed to have an album uh, an album or a group called Black Magic, um, which was supposed to be just a rock project. It didn't happen. Mutant happened, and it's mostly rock. So I, I think I, I read something where Madrox said, if you close your eyes and you really, really think that it's black magic, then sure, it can be black magic. <laughs> this is Mutant Volume 2. <laughs> yeah. So I want to run a thing past you real quick. Yes. So uh, I'm just going to do this in the form of a story, then I'm going to throw it at you. Okay. So you know I'm a pretty big Coheed and Cambria fan. Yes. I, I, I don't listen to him as much as I used to, but like uh, coming, out of, coming out of high school and all that stuff and into into me college days. I listened to a lot of fucking Coheed and Cambria in my time. I got started around uh, the first Good Apollo album. and Sorry, those are gummy butterflies from Sheets. Delicious. They're bomb. And then, you know, whenever the second one came out, I was super fucking hyped, bought it like 
the first day that I could get out to a store to buy it. Right. Didn't get into their first two albums much. Mm-hmm. I I bought them, and I had them sitting around for a very long time, but I was like, eh, I'm not really into these. Right. Until uh-huh. the time that I saw them live. Oh. And they ripped off some fucking awesome songs off of those albums, and I'm like, I need to listen to those. I and went back and listened to them, I was like, these are fucking amazing. Yes. Did that happen to you with Twisted? So, it definitely happened this past Sunday at the Twisted concert. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was under the impression, okay, whenever I talked about the Mystery Eras, I had seen ahead of time that the first show was going to be their uh, OG era. And then the next night, I saw that it was the Green Book, Mansmith, Mutant, Independence Day era. I was like, okay. So then the third show was Wicked, Heartbroken, Homicidal, Abominations. Which was the one I really wanted to see, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I interpreted that as, okay, those were all the psychopathic eras. Now what we're going to get is going to be everything from Magic Ninja Entertainment, their new, their label that they started back in 2014, officially. Um, so I was just listening. First off, I was listening to All Twisted for like a week. <laughs> then the day before, I was like, okay, I just need to listen to the MME stuff. Then I saw them get off of the, uh, off, uh, out of their car. Like, the, the fucking Suburban or whatever they were driving. And they're wearing Green Book era jerseys. And I'm like, oh, fuck, they're doing the Green Book era. Which, actually, the more I think about it, that was the era I wanted to see the least. I think, but eh. Mostly just because of uh, Mansmith. But then, they came out wearing the fucking OG jerseys. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> oh, okay, so they didn't do any of this stuff. Which, by the way... After their third song, Minoxide goes, Y'all want to hear, are y'all ready to hear Magic Spells? Which was their new rock song. Oh, yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, Yeah! He's like, Too bad! <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Got, he says, You gotta come to the Generation Nightmare Tour for that. And I was like, God damn it, Minoxide. What a fucking dick. So, but, but after that show, I literally hurried up and I made a playlist of just those three albums. Because I was like, Okay, no, some of these are really fucking bomb and I never yeah. get them the time of day. Um, that's a, it's a really good way to get into music like that. Um, even like hearing something live, even if it is like, even if the live version is like better than what you're going right. to hear on the studio album, you still do get like a much better appreciation for it because it's oh, connected. Yeah. It, it's also now connected to like a moment in your past oh, that definitely. you were really excited definitely. for. So like it, it, it pushes you back to that. Right. I mean, that's like, I, the first time I saw Twisted was in 2010 on their, um, Slaughterhouse tour. Uh, this was the second uh, Juggalo concert I'd ever gone to. Um, and, man, for the life of me, I cannot tell you like any of the songs they did at that show. Like None of them stand out. Honestly, I credit that tour as being, oh, that's the first time I ever saw uh, Kung Fu Vampire, <laughs> who is a pretty big name in the underground nowadays. And I hated Kung Fu Vampire then. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody around me hated Kung Fu Vampire. Oh, yeah. But there was one song that just stuck with me for some reason. It took me ages to find out what it was. And then I finally found out, bought the CD, and I became a fan ever since. I even told him, because Kung Fu Vampire, I had fucking posted a video on Twitter, me and the girl I was dating at the time, we were like, oh yeah, we just saw Kung Fu Vampire, he sucked dick, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Kung Fu Vampire responded to that. Jesus Christ. Four or five years later, I go to a tour. <laughs> Kung Fu Vampire's there. And, like, I go to his merch booth after because I wanted to buy the new CD. And I even told him, I was like, listen, man, 
I first saw you, this horrible blah, blah, blah. I, I told him the whole story, and I was like, I want you to know that I am happy I gave, I decided to really give you a chance because I'm a huge fan now, and I'm owning up to that. He's like, hey, respect. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there's some Twisted uh, shows, like, Twisted, seeing them live, you, okay, you haven't seen Twisted live, you've seen ICP. Yes. ICP is very theatrical. They are. And it's not that Twisted aren't, but more of Twisted songs are higher on a technical level than an ICP song. You're not, so, you don't, you don't necessarily go to a Twisted show for the, the quote unquote experience of it. You go because you oh, want to hear some sweet songs. It's, some it's a bit songs. of both. Yeah. Like I've had somebody tell me, I'm, I'm calling you out, Courtney, cause I know you're one of them cause you hate Twisted. Damn. Where, they just think the twist is boring. And I'm like, no, they're just fucking good. Like, I love it. Um, and they played some of my favorite songs live. I mean, whenever uh, there's a song from Heartbroken and Homicidal called PSA that a lot of people hated when it first, when that album first dropped. I heard them play it live, I lose my shit. <laughs> um, my favorite song from their last album, I Got These Feelings. It sounds like nothing that Twisted would do anytime prior. I bumped the fuck out of that song, and they did it at their tour two years ago. Lost my goddamn shit. So, um, one thing is, I'm gonna, I'll say this right out. I did not like Twisted at first. Damn. Because these are two white guys that dropped the N-bomb. I, see, I knew you were gonna get her. Now. I, I was waiting for it, because I right. you brought it up before. So, it happens on Most Tasteless. It happens on Freak Show, and I can't be certain, but it might happen on Mirror Mirror. Okay, after that they don't say it. Okay. Um, and reason being, I mean, I'm pretty sure they said it on their old House of Crazy shit too. Yeah. When you know there was a black guy in the group because that's <laughs> the RC's black. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I believe that's just like because of like where they grew up. Yeah. Okay. Not justifying it, yeah, but I mean, that's something that we let's let's step over into to. the zone real quick, so okay. I can let's let's uh let's have this short conversation. Okay, <clears throat> when it comes to uh, slurs and such like that, uh, a lot people like to get on the whole thing of like, well, they say it too, blah 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 blah, whatever. Mm -hmm. The point is that whenever it comes to reclamation of a slur, it is on the people who it is directed at to reclaim it, and it is no one else's business to do so. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes down to the fact that, you know, they were rapping with a black guy who was <laughs> obviously okay with that, yeah. like, it becomes complicated by the fact that, like, some some people are okay with, like, giving a pass to, like, you know, white friends and all that stuff. Uh, some people are not okay with white people being given those passes. Right. And I, you know, don't have, uh, a, that's not my fucking lane to get in to tell any of them what to fucking do with that. Right. That's up to them. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, I can only say what I hear from other people and what I hear from most people that I hear from is no, stop giving don't. people fucking passes. <laughs> and if somebody hands you a pass, it's just, don't take it. <laughs> I feel like the only person who would be able to give you a pass is like Obama. <laughs> Ice tea, maybe. <laughs> Ice. <laughs> like, I just, but that's the thing. I what we're trying like, to say is cut it out, Quentin Tarantino. Jesus Christ. 
just as soon as he announced he's got a new movie come up, all the white people who want, who are dying to say the N-word just signing up. But they always know it's going to be Quentin doing it. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I mean, because of that, I, I kind of stayed away from, from Twisted for a while. Uh, Blaze 2. Um, yeah. Blaze did up until, up I think, well. his first... I think I think by Colton Grundy he didn't uh, anymore. And ABK even drops one um, in a Blaze song, which he's not black, he's Native American. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um... Although I have heard rumors that ICP, or at the very least Shaggy, has casually used yeah. that term. Yeah. Um, it doesn't no. show up in their music at all. No, it does not. That was, that was an interesting one. I was like, yeah. huh. I thought maybe it would at some point. They'd, no, no, never. It never shows up. Um, Fat Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Take it up. Look, look Fat Joe. Anybody, you, you gotta take it up with Diddy. You gotta take <laughs> it up with Nicki Minaj. You gotta take it up with Busta Rhymes. <laughs> I can't make a call on this. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it took a long time for me to really want to listen to Twisted more. Because I was, I was really holding myself back because of that reason. <laughs> and maybe that was a noble reason. Maybe it was a dumb reason. Like, I... It, it's not my call either, you know, and I can't help the fact that I'm still, like, a fan of the music. Yeah. Do I repeat the term? No. Nah. There are there are a number of two-syllable words that you can put in <laughs> to censor yourself instead of saying the N-word, and that's what I do. There's also a, a, a two-syllable word that you can use to substitute for the F-word that... So many. It kind of kind of works, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't until like I was listening to more ICP and hearing them in more of the songs when I was like, oh man, these guys are they're too good. I can't not listen. Especially um, when if you got around to the best song, homies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that was hey, homies was the third song I ever listened to. So oh dang. Yeah, it's it's an important song in my. It's the best one. In my history. <laughs> it's the best song? I think it's the, the best. The best ICP I, song? I think it's the best ICP song. The, the least insane clown song it's the best is one. the best insane clown posse song. It says some real shit. It does. I, hmm, I don't know if that's the best song. Well. But you know what? It It's not It's not a matter of finding out if it's ICP's best song. Is it Twisted's best guest verse? Yes. The answer is no, <laughs> but close. I can't wait until we get to Psychopaths from Outer Space. <laughs> There's a pretty good track on there, and they, they excel on it. Um, but, uh, again, with them leaving, they started their own uh, label um, in, officially, I think it's 2014. Uh, Magic Ninja Entertainment, uh, direct reference, It's it's got to be a reference to... The Magic Ninja chant uh, that started from Big Money Hustlers. Of course. Um, Magic Ninja is really fucking good. Um, they have signed multiple people who used to be on Psychopathic Records. Did they have people, like, whenever, whenever they split off and did that, like, did they did they already have people, like, lined up for that? No. It was just So, them? when Twisted left, everybody, everybody automatically assumed Blaze Dead Homie was right there with them. 
Mm. He's their ride or die. Um, however, uh, they left at the end of, uh, tail end of 2012. Um, there was a compilation, a mixtape that came out, uh, DJ Clay's, um, World Upside Down, which came out, I think, in June 2013, and Blaze was featured on it. Um, I can't remember if Blaze had a solo track or if he just said the drive-by song with, uh, ABK. Um, and there was a short tour that he did, and Violent J at one point had said that Blaze left, and, uh, like, while Blaze was on tour. <laughs> and Blaze was like, apparently I'm not on Psychopathic anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus Violent Christ. J done did a fuck up there. Yeah. And then Violent J, like, a week later, says saving, he's like, listen, honestly, we hadn't talked to to him in a while, and we were under the assumption that whenever they left, he left too. <laughs> it didn't officially happen until, like, what, a half a year later, something like that. Um, Boondocks went over there, um, Young Wicked, um, and also uh, Bones, uh, collectively A and B. Um, ROC is on there. Um, the whole crew. We've talked... We've talked about uh, Gmoski yeah. um, per, uh, in, in passing. Uh, he's on their label, Lex the Hexmaster. Uh, Lars, which is uh, Bizarre from D12. Uh, okay. And King Gordy. King Gordy, we've mentioned. Uh, that's a dude who, his normal stuff is way too much for me. Sure. Um, and Gorilla Voltage, which they're really dope. I think that might be everybody. I hope I'm not fucking up and, like... <laughs> like overlooking somebody. Man, I hope Magic Ninja Entertainment isn't listening right now. Right. Really pissed off that you left out th- that that other person. No, I think I got everybody. <laughs> um, but uh, I mentioned about like Twisted was was uh in Dark Lotus and Psychopathic Riders, and then they're also in um, another side project that's had one release so far. That's Triple Threat. That's uh, Twisted with Blazing Dead Homie. Um. Literally taken from the song Triple Threat from Mutant Volume 2. That um, classic. It's, it's, it is a fucking classic. <laughs> it's such a classic that a song that came out in 2005 got a video in 2012. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Uh, one of the songs from Most Tasteless just got a fucking video. Uh, what was it? Last year or the year before when they did the Most Tasteless tour. Hmm. Um, and the video is pretty basic, but it's pretty cool. And it's All a right. song where they actually censor the N-word <laughs> in the video. Um, but Twisted, Twisted's, again, they're one of the few groups that I think have improved steadily over each release. Do I have a favorite album? Yes. Do it like, maybe some of the other ones are still better. But again, I can recognize that. However, the album that I've said is my favorite both members of Twisted has said that that is their best album and everything else is second. <laughs> so, I feel pretty good. What is it? Uh, Abominations, their final okay. album on Psychopathic Records. And uh, one of the reasons why um, Abominations is very bittersweet, um, it had almost no promotion. Uh, um, what happened in 2012 was uh, Abominations was to be released in October. I think it was like the first week of October. Um, and also, uh, Psychopathic Records had signed, uh, Cold 187, uh, who formerly was Big Hutch. He was a member of the group Above the Law, okay. which ICP looked up to them. Huh. Uh, his album was supposed to come out, I think, two weeks later. And 
Abominations had no music videos, almost no promotion. Um, they had to make two versions of the album, um, one with Madrox on the front, one with Monoxide on the other, um, and they each had a special solo track, so you had to buy those versions if you really wanted everything. What happened was is they pushed the release date of Abominations to the same day as Big Hutch's album. Um, one of the cool things that they did was if you bought both albums, um, both Abominations and Big Hutch's uh, The Only Solution, you got a exclusive CD that had all of the Cypher uh, tracks that had been put out on YouTube. Hmm. Um, and that was the only way you could get them. Um, I did that. It was really, really cool. Uh, Twisted, apparently, on one of their, um, one of the tour stops that they'd done, uh, somebody had asked, like, has them to sign it, and Jamie did, was like, what even is this? And they're like, oh, that's what you got, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he, he's like, wait, you got that how? They didn't even know. They were not in the talks about anything regarding the promotion of their album. So, apparently that was, like, the the one piece of straw that broke the wagon, among a number of other things. Yeah. So, it's very unfortunate, because Abominations is so damn good. Um, that entire album is a work of art. Um, they do a great thing in the whole, hey, this is a skit. It can be its own fucking track. <laughs> and it's one of the ones where, like, no, I obviously don't listen to the skits. Like, I don't keep them on my phone. Yeah. But I still will just listen to them from time to time because they're fucking funny. Like, they're really good. Um, but they... They've done so many different kinds of songs. They can do the horror stuff. They can do funny. They they excel on pretty much every track that they're on, especially if, it, if they're doing a guest verse. Um, we'll actually get to... We'll finally get to a track that has Twisted um, when we ta- uh, discuss uh, Forgotten Freshness Volume 2. Um, because a Twisted track, officially is Twisted, is on there. Uh, the features ICP, but it's a it's a pretty good one. I got to hear it at the at the concert. Nice. Um, but they're just uh, they're fucking great. <laughs> they're fucking great. That's why I wanted to have a discussion to kind of give my perspective of it to you. Yeah. Um, and to obviously let the the people know where I stand on this. Um, you have only listened to I believe you said the Green Book. I have That's a copy of the Green Book that I you bought for me. Um, and uh, I listened to it one time. And that was it. I don't remember much of anything from it. <laughs> I remember I was pretty down with it. You know what? Let me see if I can... I made a post about it whenever I listened to it. Oh, wow. Because uh, at the time, uh, uh, it, it was before I was... It was the job before I have right now. Uh-huh. Uh, it was whenever I was working, like, doing, like, machine work and stuff. Oh, so after the one that we were both at. Yeah. Ah. And uh, I had asked some point on Facebook for a bunch of people to give me stuff to listen to. Ah, I remember that. And um, I don't think you... This wasn't that project. It wasn't that thing. No, it wasn't? No, this was a different thing. This was before that, actually. This I was, think this this was one of the been. precursors to that idea. Well, I think this might that might have been when I offered you uh, Borealis. Because I was like, dude, you'd fucking like them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a bunch of people gave me some suggestions to listen to. And... Uh, I decided to add to that that I was going to listen to the Green Book. So, 
uh, I picked <laughs> up a copy of a, a Kinks album to listen to, and it was pretty good. I liked the Kinks. They were fun. I think that was also a day whenever I got uh, another one. I'm just trying to find this real quick, and it's really hard because it's not <laughs> giving me posts that are specifically about That's with the really words annoying. that I searched. Get get better, uh, Twitter. Posts. Search for posts. This is Facebook. Get better, Facebook. It's on Facebook. Fucking Facebook. Oh, hey, it was just this one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Can I share with the class. Oh, that was the same. Okay. So he, I'm just gonna run through all the other things that I listened to real quick. Okay. I listened to Sabotage, Handful of Rain. I let you listen to a song from that. Okay. It, uh, Sabotage is bitching. Everybody should listen to it. Uh, the Kinks. Everybody's in showbiz. You okay. know the Kinks. I've heard the Kinks. Uh, you really got me before right. Van Halen covered it. Okay. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, third good time. Uh, Neutral Milk Hotel on Avery <laughs> Island. <laughs> Uh, Neutral Milk Hotel is Sorry, weird. Name. Yeah, they're they're classic. They're they've been around for a long time. <laughs> okay. Uh, Elvis Costello's The Juliet Letters with the Brodsky Quartet. Oh damn! I fucking love Elvis Costello in general. Like he's awesome. Mm-hmm. And this is a good album. Uh, Motley Crue's Shout of the Devil. <laughs> okay. It, it rocks. Matt Costa's Unfamiliar Faces, some girl at the exchange recommended that I buy it. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> and the Green Book. Oh. I did not have a lot to say about it. I said, solid album. Twisted may be the best psychopathic artist I've heard. Yeah, I said it. Enjoy Cut Calhoun's status, Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, uh, that's a play on... Uh, MK, where he said that Cut Calhoun was the ninth best artist on Strange Music <laughs> back when there was like seven people. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love MK. Um, yeah, dude, Twisted's so fucking good. <laughs> and like, there are whenever they do like the supergroup stuff. They are always on point. Mm. Like the the all the psychopathic writer stuff, they're fucking bomb at. But that's because psychopathic writers is meant to be like gangster music, mm-hmm. and uh, Monoxide's all about that shit. <laughs> so he's really good at it. So it was and Belagia that homie who his gimmick is he's a dead gangster, right? So he's good at it. <laughs> but like, like in the one song that you know I really know that has twisted in it which is homies. Mm -hmm. The thing about them that to me stands out head and shoulders above like what I feel like I usually hear from ICP at the very least, what we hear in, you know, what we've gotten through so far is that even in that one song, there is more diversity in, in their like flow mm-hmm. and just the way that they construct their rhymes. Oh yeah, than what you will like ever hear from ICP. It's interesting because uh, Paul Monoxide, he um, there is a there is a specific kind of cadence that he has when he does a specific rhyme. It's without fail. It's on any song where he does the specific rhyme. It does not. It it's inescapable for him. 
Okay. And I don't mind that because it's unique to him. Nobody else tries that. Like, Jamie doesn't do it in his next verse or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll point it out whenever we come to one of those. Um, but it's, it's, it's anytime I think that you hear the all, uh, sound. Like, A-U, like, all. Hmm. Like, I was saying, Paul. Paul. <laughs> um, the way that he, he rhymes with that is, is just, I don't know, it's interesting. It's probably really fucking stupid, but I like it. Huh. But, yeah, if you listen to Homies, Violent J does one thing, and that's it. I mean, for... Homies is an interesting one overall, because... A, it's the best song. Uh, <laughs> B, it, it is one, actually, where I feel like everybody really kind of, like... No. I, I don't know about Twisted no. in, in like terms of like what they usually do. But I feel like even Violent J like stepped outside of his box for that because he's doing less. Shaggy doesn't. Well, Shaggy <laughs> doesn't rap anymore. Shaggy's exactly what he always fucking does. <laughs> but uh, you know, Violent J he does a lot of like he's like talk rapping for yes. most of that. Well, that and happens it's a lot. It works. That happens that a lot in that thing. era. Yeah. No joke. From from the wraith up until about. Oh, five. So about about a four, three, four year time period. He does a lot of that. Like noticeably, Violent J. There's people who think that the Violent J who shows up at the Wraith era is not the original Violent J. Really? I'm not even fucking kidding. <laughs> they switched Fat Violent J from Bizarre Bizarre oh era my God. with a new skinny Violent J. Oh my God. Um, and yeah, like his, the way he raps from, from the Wraith on is different than. Any style that he did before. He's kind of regressed back to the older stuff a little bit in, in recent years. Yeah. Um, especially from like Bang Pow Boom on. But no, nah, it's it's distinctly different like, it, than it's it's really noticeably different from whenever they would just lock into like a little sing songy back and forth kind of And and like, you know, whenever you get to the uh like Twisted's verses, in particular who raps second on that? Uh, that's Monoxide. That's Monoxide doing yes. the second one, where he does, like, the puff it and pass it and I give it to my homie Joe. And he locks into this particular yeah, thing. Yeah, the y'all. Real quick, that's the part. Give it to my homies, y'all. <laughs> they didn't put it and I give it to my homies, y'all. <laughs> but, like, he locks into that sort of, like, flow for it until he says the end of that bar, and then the la- the last half of it, he's on a completely different flow. Yes. It's still, like, it. he plays off of the beginning of that, mm-hmm. but... He uses one specific flow to signify a section of it, and he doesn't feel like he has to do that for an entire goddamn verse or an entire goddamn song or album. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really cool. That's the thing. I can't wait until we talk about homies and I just say all of this again. I love that. It's so good. It's It's going to be. It's really good. It's going to be great. (laughs) My thing is, I. I can appreciate that when ICP approaches a specific style of a song and they know what they want to go with, Mm -hmm. they pretty much do it. Yeah. Like, the first thing that's coming to mind is uh, The Dead One. Yeah. It is literally just... (laughs) Hey, You had great appreciation for that. Exactly. I remember exactly how much you loved that song. Uh Uh-huh. So, when they have that, it's fine. But there's a lot of times where it seems like their songs... Or at least a, a number of the the 
lesser known ones mm-hmm. don't have that direction. However, a number of other artists, Twisted included, know the style that they're putting for a song. And it it's not something that they had right from the get-go. Like, Most Tasteless, if you listen to the original version of Most Tasteless, as a debut album, even though they've been House of Crazies, you know, from the past, as a debut album, it's a much better debut for Psychopathic Records than Carnival of Carnage is for ICP. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that can be attributed to a number of things. It can be attributed to the production from right. from a difference of, you know, six years. Um, technology improved vastly. Absolutely. Um, their style is just, in general, different than ICP's. Their their actual vocal delivery yeah. is way different. Um, it's a fresh sound. It is. But, excuse me, it seems like, especially in much in their later work, I'd probably say from... Probably great, nah, maybe even later than that. I'll, I'll lock it down and say from Independence Day, which came out in 2007. From Independence Day on, any time that you could distinct or um, recognize one song from a different one, it's because they're doing something different with how they're delivering their vocals on a technical level. Yeah. Okay. ICP struggles with that a lot. <laughs> They have amazing songs. They're songs that I could not live without. (laughs) But I'm sure that I could take some lyrics from one ICP song, put them over one of their other instrumentals, and as long as I, you know, adjust the the speed of it, (laughs) it would probably fit. With Twisted, it's like, no, they made the lyrics... For that song, right? Specifically, and that's and that's something that I can really appreciate. It's something that a lot of artists struggle with. I think even nowadays, how many times? I mean, I, okay, I showed you that fucking uh, shark puppet video, sure, okay, and I don't know, God, I don't know who the fucking artist was, and I like the song, but it's stupid. Uh, yeah, the one that you're talking about. Yeah. But it sounds <laughs> like something that literally anybody nowadays on the radio does. <laughs> It sounds like the same shit. You could take five rappers that are on the radio, and I guarantee if you gave them each their other songs to sing, they're going to sound the fucking same. (laughs) It's very, very difficult to have that. But that's one of the reasons why, as I've said, getting back to Twisted, remember how I mentioned that there's a better version of First Day Out? (laughs) It's because Jamie Madrox owns that bitch! (laughs) Heard that shit at the concert, too! It's so fucking good! I did not hear it. Well, you will in a couple weeks. Oh, okay. And you're going to be like, wow, Mike, that was a pretty good song. This is the first time you've ever been right about anything. I mean, that's probably not inaccurate. <laughs> um, I appreciate you conceding the point on chicken hunting. I, mm, <laughs> Thank you. Mm, Mm. You did. You said it. Mm, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you right now. But I know I sound like a, a twisted dick rider at this point. That's what a lot of people uh, would probably say. If I was on Fago Lovers right now talking about it, they'd probably be like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, Fago Lovers. Half the people are like, yeah, Twisted Rocks. And the other people are like, oh, Twizzlers, you suck. That's what they call people who like Twisted. They call them Twizzlers. Oh, yeah. That's cute. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> I was like, come on, guys. We collectively like people who dress up, who are in, who are almost 50 and painting up like clowns. Yeah. Let's, let's be real here. Come on. It's... Okay, so 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go way off topic here for a That's minute. That's fine. But, okay, it's so, a discussion episode. If you don't want to hear the discussion, well, I'm sorry. So Teco's coming up. Okay, right. It's a which, anime convention which, at local this to point Pittsburgh. Will have already passed. Yes. And uh, there's there's a thing that goes on it there. Uh, there's a there's a group that they exist across the country, mm-hmm. but uh, specifically I see them at Teco all the time because they're banned from a lot of conventions. <laughs> well, not this, uh, it's not necessarily that they're banned. It's that like their particular brand of entertainment is not allowed at other conventions. Oh. Sleeping samurai. It's hitting people with foam swords. Oh. There's a reason it's not allowed at many cons because people get fucked up. Things get broken. Oh. It's it's the danger like, like bones having a big enough space to mess with no it oh. it doesn't doesn't get there oh, okay. uh, they're they're very careful about making sure people don't fuck each other up okay uh, but this isn't the only group that hits people with foam swords there's one called dagger here and it is a completely different style of it where you're actually dagger here is like uh so sleeping samurai one on one battles dagger here large scale war oh fuck with much more uh, they have more strict rules on the padding for their weapons because you're allowed to take headshots. Oh. And you're also allowed to do, like, minor grappling. Like, you can throw somebody. <laughs> Jeez. And, you know, obviously, it's it's all within reason. Right. Uh, but there's another one. I don't remember what the fuck it's called, though. But there are other, there are other foam sword fighting things. <laughs> and okay. it has the same thing. The same weird elitism among people oh. who hit each other with foam fucking swords. <laughs> and this was brought up in the group for it on Facebook. Somebody brought up like <laughs> like somebody's somebody was just banned from Sleeping Samurai outright because they started like doing this shit with other groups and talking shit on all these people and stuff. Oh my god. And they're like, no, fuck this person. We don't need that. I, I posted on it and I was like, I don't understand weird elitism among people. Yeah. Who just fucking hit each other with foam swords. Or rap. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like, if you don't like something, whatever. If the thing is, like, actively shitty in terms of, like, what it's promoting... Right. Yeah, whatever. You could be fucking vocal about it. If it's just, like, I don't like their style, I think they're dumb. So, <laughs> like, okay. whatever. Okay, on... To, to swing it back, uh-huh. this is another reason why a lot of people... Not a lot, but... Why a number of people do not like Twisted now. Uh, you're aware of the uh, the FBI's alleged gang affiliation I heard about that, the yeah. Insane Clown Posse yeah, yeah, yeah. and I know the Juggalos. So, what happened was, this was, uh, this started back in 2000 and I think 10 or 2011, um, where the FBI had released a gang list and called Juggalos a loosely organized hybrid gang. <laughs> they called it the opposite of a gang, but also a gang. Right, right. <laughs> well, ICP was like, nah, we ain't done with this shit. We're gonna fight that. Now, this is where shit gets fucking dumb. I've, 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 I recall a, a bit of this story. So, I don't remember the specifics of stuff. Within a year, there was something that came out that said, or that were basically when the new gang list had come out, Juggalos were not on there. Okay. There are some states that still recognize that, or at the very least some counties, because mm-hmm. there are people that, obviously, like, there are people who yeah. take it too hard and are like, yeah, gang shit. <laughs> I'm not about that. If you're using a fucking hatchet man as a gang label, fuck you. 
Yes, true. I want nothing to do with you because you literally do nothing but drag that name through the fucking mud. Yeah. So fuck you. I'm, I, I don't have anything nice to say about it. Get your own shit. <laughs> like, God, just go grab a fucking swastika. Because then we can actually <laughs> acknowledge you more when you get the shit beat out of you. <laughs> fuck. Anyways. Whenever the next gang list came out, Juggalos weren't on it. Mm-hmm. But ICP would still want to fight them. They're like, we need to find out what the fuck is going on. Right. So most of the people on the label were like, yeah, like this isn't fair to our fans and everything. And that's actually the, that Cypher CD that I mentioned. The fourth one was was something along the lines of like going against the FBI. Yeah. I think, uh, no, there was another song that did that. There's a, there's, there was a song that they made in the future called uh, If We Were a Gang. But it was just, it became a lot of people's obsession is finding out like, oh man, why, like, what do we do now? Like, I can't, uh, I can't go to the military now because of my, my hatchman tattoo. Um, my kids are getting taken away because, you know, I, I have a tattoo that says Juggalo and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, how true that is. I don't know. And I'm yeah. sure that maybe, maybe somewhere, that's true. Right. But, to the extent what people were trying to say, maybe not. One of the things was, a couple years ago, ICP was organizing a march in Washington, D.C. I recall. When they had asked so many fucking artists that had performed at the gathering and they toured with and everything, you know, if they would join. Numerous artists said yes. ROC for Match Ninja said no. Mm -hmm. And I think two days later, the entire label said no. Hmm. And Mylon J did not take that very well. I recall Twisted had released like a statement on why. Yes. Did, so or was it was it twisted specifically, or was it just Magic Ninja like the Magic whole Ninja in general? Okay. But in some recent interviews, including the one that was on Shade Forty Five uh, recently, which is a very good one, um, and obviously we're only hearing one side of the story. Sure. The only way we're ever going to get the whole thing is if Twisted and ICP are in the same room together right. with a mediator and bodyguards, because <laughs> that's the only way it's going to happen. Um, what happened was. Whenever that gang list had come back out and Juggalos weren't on it, ICP was trying to find out what caused the FBI to put Juggalos on the gang list. Like, they were already off the list. Yeah. They just wanted to find out why were they on the list in right. the first place. It became a publicity stunt. That's yeah. all it really came down to. If you marched in D.C. with ICP... I commend you. I would have done it. I'm not even lying. I wanted yeah, to do it. Sure. I did not have A, the money, B, the free time to go. All right. If you if you traveled across the country to go there, you missed work for that. I hope you didn't lose your job. I hope that, you know, A, I hope you had a good time. Yeah. B, I hope that it was something that you thought was important enough to do so. I'm not, that's not me throwing a knock at anybody. Yeah. Okay. Because I wanted to do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But... It became a point where it was not for the Juggalos, it was for ICP. Yeah. And that's the issue that Twisted had, 
was it was not for the people who were supporting you. It's for you. Right. That's what it came down to. All right. And you know what? Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. No one is going to know for sure. It, that's just how it is. Right. A, a lot of the reason why people don't like Twisted anymore, be, you know, they're saying like, oh, they turned their back on ICP. You know, they wouldn't march and all that shit. Not, there's that. That was one of the things. And the other one was Violent J had a big fucking like two hour long interview on Fable Lovers a couple years back. And for like a half of it, he's just saying about like how hard he is because of Twisted this, Twisted that. Um, Twisted wanted some of their masters back. Yeah. Which, if you're in the music industry, having your masters is everything. Yeah. And most artists do not have that. It is literally owned by the record labels. When ICP wanted to release the first six box set, they are paying Island Records, um, I think it's primarily Island Records, yeah, for at least two of those CDs because it's got Malenko in it and it has Jekyll Brothers. Yep. They cannot sell those on their own website. Right. Because they don't own the rights. Okay. Music rights are way fucked up. It's fucked up. It's it's some shit. It's fucked up. I want to watch that fucking uh, documentary I just saw showed up on uh, YouTube by Lance Bass. Yeah. Um, it's basically talking about his manager, well, from when he was in Insane. His manager was also the guy who created the Backstreet Boys too. Oh, shit. And because of him, they were fucking broke for the first couple of years of their of their careers, because he basically Jesus. called himself the sixth member of the group and funneled. The majority of profits to his to himself. Lance Bass said on a thing was like, "Oh yeah, my third year in the uh, group, I got my first paycheck. It was for ten thousand dollars." Jesus Christ! Yeah. So that's that's a little bit off the topic, but when you have your music masters, you literally have your money. Yep. Right there, and what allegedly Twisted wanted was they wanted the masters to some of their albums, supposedly. ICP gave them a master whenever they played at the gathering the one year, and they got a master when they recorded the um, the fourth Dark Lotus album. How true that is, I don't know. However, the Mutant Volume Two that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. we did get a remixed and remastered edition of it uh, two years ago. It is distinctly musically different, so it does not surprise mm-hmm. me if that's one of the albums that they got. You can see that. So people are mad about that because <laughs> Twisted, the artist who made said music, right. want to continue to make music, or sorry, make money off of the, the music, music that they made. Yeah. Apparently Violent J in, in the one interview said like, hey man, like, you guys should still put a hatchet man on your, on your CDs, you know, just to show where you came from. And they said no. And he was hurt by that. And it's like... Get over it. A hatchet man is a copyrighted symbol it doesn't have of any... the record label. Yeah. That and... would cause them to have to basically pay some money at some point to ICP. Uh, I get that. That is yeah. not something that they should be should have to do. Right. If they want to put in the special thanks in their in their album booklet, thanks to ICP, okay? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's people that say that, that they're covering up their Hatchman tattoos. No. But, or Sorry, Paul, I, I saw his fucking tattoos recently. He still has a big-ass Hatchetman on his forearm. Yeah. Like, I'm going to... This this might be an unpopular thing to say. Go ahead. But I'm going to say it. Okay. 
for as much as uh, Jay and Shaggy, mostly Jay in this case, mostly Jay, may go because, off because about... Shaggy shuts his fucking mouth. Yeah, and, for, and that sounded rude. It's not rude. It's just he almost never talks in interviews. Shaggy's a very introverted person, and whenever he does talk, you hear the phrase "know what I'm saying" <laughs> a lot. But Violent Jay, as much as he may, uh, you know go off about the, the quote-unquote Richie bitches and all that stuff. <laughs> Violent Jay does like having his money. <laughs> like, he said uh, in, um, there was a, there was some interview from, like, the Malenko era where he made, like, $100,000. He thought he was rich then. <laughs> and then, probably, like, a little bit later after he made, like, I don't know how much more. Like, he was probably, like, he probably had close to a million dollars at that point. He didn't think he was rich. It's like, yeah. remember where you're coming from, dog. Right. Like, I, here's the thing. I Man, if, I had, if I had a five-figure bank account right now, I'd think I was fucking rich. Right. <laughs> like, so twisted. Whenever those twisted 10K boxes come out, <laughs> I know I got that jersey. But it could really help. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like... uh. You know, you, you can go ahead and bring up the fact that Jay has made a lot of money and done, like, some pretty good things with it. You know, there's the fucking... There's, like, an old thing that used to go around every once in a while to, to talk about how, like, you know, they made a bunch of money and, like, bought homes for, like, their parents and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's cool and whatever. But yeah. at the end of the day, Violent Jay still does, like... He's still into making money off. I mean, not only off of his own stuff, but off the backs of other people on this his is, on his label. This is the thing: the music industry in general is a business. Uh huh. Okay. And like, let's let's be real here. I mean, they have artists that are not selling nearly as much as in the past, and it's for a number of reasons. A, maybe the talent isn't as highly regarded as the talent was in the past. Yeah. B. People just fucking streaming and shit. You cannot be a musician and make a living anymore. Nope, it's it's rough. It's, you have it's to you have to get fucking really fucking big. Like, I'm sorry, but look at the pu the people who were fucking rock stars in the '80s and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, if they didn't piss all their money away on coke and hookers, <laughs> you know, maybe they were set. Vanilla Ice was the one fucking smart guy because even while he was touring. With on Ice Ice Baby, he was learning to be a carpenter. So in the future, seriously, he could be on HGTV. No, it wasn't that. He he was in housing, like in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he was buying houses and flipping them because he's Christ. fucking smart. Unlike MC Hammer, <laughs> fucking tax evasion shit. Oh god. Like seriously though, I mean, like, well, we're. We see this, it's not even just in, in music, like, we're seeing it nowadays with fucking YouTubers and oh, shit. Oh, anything. I mean, like, it's, it's just the thing of, like, you have people, and, I mean, the thing that you have to remember is, like, honestly, whenever I, whenever I would think about artists back then, like, to me, they were fucking adults because I was, like, five years old and oh, shit. Oh, yeah. But realistically, barely. They were barely adults right. most of the time. Whenever oh, they were yeah. hitting it big and making all that cash and stuff. And uh, Britney Spears was 16 yeah. when Baby One More Time came out. And you, like, at that age, Love you that don't have guidance no. unless somebody tells you to, like, get a financial advisor. And what kid is going to fucking do that? You can go ahead and call them dumb all you want. But if you're at that age yeah, and you're acting, hitting it big, 
you're not gonna fucking do it either because no, you're a fucking as, dumbass. They're acting as if they they any sane person would. Yeah, like, and, and that's what we that's, that's like, like what at, we still have today. We have people who make a shitload of money off of something that they never expected to ever hit big, mm -hmm. and they don't know how to deal with it. They uh -huh. don't know how to deal with fame. They don't know how to deal with their money. Yep, and like. It's real fucked. And, like, nowadays, though, I mean, it's it's starting to, like, like I said, it's not the music industry that's doing that anymore. In some cases, it is. It's the everything. It's, yeah, it's other, it's mostly stuff on the internet and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Nowadays, what you get from the music industry is, uh, like, a really young person who has an amazing voice, and their, uh, their parents don't know any better, and their, uh, their agent just keeps pushing them to do stuff and destroys the fuck out of their voice before they're fucking 20. Yeah, pretty much. And they don't have a career after that, and they're left with nothing. And, you know, it's a sad story, and it happens every fucking day. It's just... But, you know, that's that's the kind of shit with that. Like, whenever it comes to, like, people making money and stuff in music, and it is whack. It is. <laughs> and that's why you see so many people that are just trying to get big independently. Yeah. I mean, it's... Look at... There, for, for a very long time, I mentioned this on a IG Live earlier, for a long time, I believed that there were three big underground independent labels. Mm -hmm. There was Psychopathic Records, there was Strange Music, and there was Suburban Noise Records. Suburban Noise Records, which is headed by basically Cottonmouth Kings, sure. they would sign fucking anybody. Damn. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. They would sign fucking anybody. <laughs> they signed, like, a lot of the bands were like, oh yeah, we're all about weed. Okay, cool. Got it. <laughs> now we come to uh, Suburban Noise. But then they signed, like, Unwritten Law. Um, They signed Broken Side. <laughs> like, yes! Like, and I like Broken Side for the novelty. <laughs> Not because they're amazing. They are amazing. Though. Booty Call's great. Because so E-40 has such a good verse. <laughs> um, But Suburban Noise fell off. Like, fuck, what, what year is it? Probably in like 2013, 14, Suburban Noise kind of fell off. Mm -hmm. um, Strange, <sighs> Tech 9 consistently signs new people. We just signed somebody a couple weeks ago, but in my opinion, it's somebody who sounds like any fucking other person on the radio. <laughs> so if, you, if that's what you wanted, cool, but he's not for me. And that's fine. It doesn't always have to be for me. No. I recognize that. I don't. <laughs> but, like, in my opinion, Strange Music Heyday was... God, fuck. Cut between, between 06, strictly because I had Everready, <laughs> and 13, because I had something else. Um. Also, that was the year when they signed Ritz. And Ritz was <laughs> fucking great. Every Ritz album was good. And now he's doing his own thing, and I'm happy for him. But God, aside from Tech, Chris, Prozac is technically still there, which we're going to get another PDM album, I think. That's cool. But I don't pay attention to Strange Music anymore, really. Yeah. Like, I, Tech's new album comes out two weeks from today when we're recording, and I'll have it. But it's hard for me to pay attention to, to about yeah. three quarters of the label. Right. <laughs> Psychopathic, at this point, has Insane Clown Posse. Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> no, for real though. Um, they have ICP. ABK is apparently on a, an interview he just did, still on the label. Okay. Light, which we saw him. Yeah. Uh, Ouija Mac, Ouija which Mac. we saw him. 
Big Hoodoo. Mm-hmm. Little Toenail. I think that's it. No, not Little Toenail. <laughs> not Little Toenail. Fuck that dude. Um, those might be it. DJ Clay, I think, is technically still with them. Uh, I don't know if Zug Island is back, but I think Zug Island's gonna be doing, like, an acoustic version of Crack Tiles. I don't fucking know. Anyways, what I'm saying is, a lot of those labels are shells of what they used to be. Oh, yeah. Okay. Strange is still doing its own thing, which is great. Yeah. But, and Strange is actually kind of respected within hip-hop nowadays. I mean, Tech Nine's in his 40s, and he's finally get, been getting recognition that he's deserved for a long time. I mean, like, time. on all sixes and sevens when it was whenever he started, like, bringing in, like... Oh, that's when he had Lil lot, Wayne. Yeah, he had Lil Wayne on track. Like, yeah. but, I mean, even so, he still had some people on some prior albums. It's just yeah. all sixes and sevens was like, this is the album that's gonna, like, burst through fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it continued with something else, which is... Because all sixes and sevens, album. he didn't just have Lil Wayne. He had T-Pain on that. He had Lil Wayne. He had T-Pain. Snoop he was had, on that, wasn't it? Snoop was on there. Um, oh, fuck. Everybody was on there. Ludacris was on there. Was he? Isn't Ludacris on Pornographic? No, 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 E-40 no, no. is. That's E-40. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Has he had Ludacris on a track ever? Oh, I, if he hasn't... I feel really bad for not knowing this. We've got off the rails on a uh, we have. twisted discussion, but that's fine. But you know what? It's a discussion. Twisted so. and music in general. Yeah, I, I don't fucking care. But yeah, uh, anyway, to, to the point of like nah. labels yeah, and shit, it. music in general has... Um, like, there are still labels and stuff that do things, but I feel like those labels are less uh, like what they used to be, where it was just like, we're going to sign like this, this talent that we found out out of nowhere, and it's more like... A group, it's like a more like a close um, community of people. Like maybe labels are like that, but you know, like more underground ones are. Like psychopathic, obviously, it seems like a bunch of people who like hang out and they're cool with each other and stuff. That's that's what that always seemed like, right? Same with Magic Ninja, but like, well, with with psychopathic, their setup for the label <laughs> was very similar to like Death Row. Okay. Like, that's what they like. Death Row, Bad Boy, like that's what they wanted that stuff to be like. Okay, because like, that's why you had like the for for about three or four years, most albums had a posse cut mm-hmm. where it was everybody on the fucking label, like Shit. the quote unquote family tracks. Yeah. Okay. That's what that was meant to be like, and that's why they. I had can't the imagine very... that dynamic has lasted. <laughs> Maybe it still is, you but like fucked up thing. There was a interview that Jay did like last year where he said, "Oh, from, from now on, every psychopathic album is gonna have a posse cut." Guess what? None of them fucking have. Yeah, we're waiting on lights, um, full length to drop. Um, which he was in and out of the hospital recently, so I don't mind that you know it's taken him some time. Um, Ouija Mac didn't have one on his two releases. ICP had no guest features on Fearless Fred Fury at all. Um, there's a couple features on, um, on Flip, but yeah, there's, I feel like, uh, but like, now, but, but Magic Ninja, on the other hand, most of their albums. Yeah. It's, <sighs> seems like a tight knit group. It will hell, Most of them have known each other for however right. long. Literally about half the label had been on Psychopathic at one point or another. M- much of it at the same time. <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, whenever I- in the in the nerdcore community, in general, a lot of a lot of the uh, people in there are like, like they release stuff independently for the most part. Yes, 
But you have all, to. Oh, yeah. It's the only way you're going to make any fucking money. But they're all so fucking tight with each other is right. the other part of it. So like, it's not one of those, it's like, not, it's oh, not damn it, you released something. No, it's, Shit. It's, it, it's like there's a label, but there isn't mm. one. <laughs> like, because it's just like, it's a tight-knit group of people who are all cool with each other because they they've all been inspired by each right. other in some way. So it's like, hey, man, I got this track that I think that you should jump on. You yeah. cool with that? They, they hit each other up for verses all the time. They work together. Some of them produce for each other. That's cool. uh, some, Most of them do their own production because they talk about... They were talking about, like, dealing... Somebody asked... Uh, I was at a panel for, uh, like, a Q&A panel for a bunch of uh, nerdcore artists. And one, one person asked how they deal with uh, producers and who, like, can't get stuff out on time and all right. that stuff. And they were like, I just do it myself. And then I don't have to deal with a producer who won't get me stuff on time. If, if a producer <laughs> doesn't get me something on time... I do it myself, and then I don't bother with them anymore. <laughs> that's smart. And yeah, and, it's, and that kind of stuff like is sort of what people have to do anymore to be able to like, but you that's, know, get uh, get by. Right, but that's one of the benefits with a lot of the people who were independent is because they they might have like a single producer that they go to, mm. as we've talked about, Mikey, Mikey Clark, Clark from basically ninety three to two thousand and one was their only fucking producer. That boy. Okay? And that's fine. Um, God, who else was it? Uh, Fritz the Cat, which we'll talk about him uh, in some of Twisted stuff later on. Um, he became, at one point, the... I don't know if he still is. Uh, the in-house producer for um, Anti-Authority Records. Um, and, oh, fuck. One of the biggest fucking ones. Seven. Produced almost everything for strange music. <laughs> like, it's like, hey, Seven, I want something like this. And it's like, okay, I just made something like that yesterday. Here you go. <laughs> it's like, he's so fucking good. I love Seven is probably one of the best producers fucking ever. And I will say that till I die. Nice. Because he's just that fucking good. But that's why there's people who have, like, the only producer. It's not yeah, like, their go-to. Oh, yeah, I want to go. I want to get something from this guy. I want to get something from this guy. I want to get something from this guy. I want that DJ Khaled beat. <laughs> just, I just want DJ Khaled to yell, like, way the best! <laughs> he can't get that to me on time, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's it, I'm doing it myself. <laughs> like, the the one guy who pr- produces almost all of Ouija Mac stuff, uh, Devro, um, like, I, I, I know I've said it before, Ouija is somebody I'm still trying to get used to. <laughs> and um, But at the same time, I'll, I'll point this out. I was waiting on a mystery box since January, and it just came in today. Um, and I was getting fucking salty as shit for it. <laughs> but Ouija Mac actually got in touch with me on Instagram a couple days ago to like figure it out. Like He followed me on Instagram so he could DM me and all this shit. And I'm like, you know what? Some people wouldn't even give a fuck. Lots of people probably wouldn't give a fuck. Be like, oh, we got your fucking money. <laughs> so props to him for at least like going out of the way but like he did the damn thing right but like the guy who produced the stuff Devro who actually did a couple songs on uh, Flip I think maybe maybe both of them I don't fucking remember um let us know Tim check the liner notes it's <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I forgot about that I was like who the fuck is Tim <laughs> um he uh I could it's right over there yeah you could I just don't want to lean over for it but I mean, it's, it's, I dig the fact when it's like, when the people are so tight with the producers, that's good like, shit. Hey man, I, I got something that I have, 
like, this is the sound I'm thinking of. Can you get me with that? And they'll be like, fuck yeah. And, like, the next day they come up <laughs> with some shit. Mega Ran and K. Murdoch. <laughs> Holy shit. They like, do good shit together. But, like, Twisted... God, I think... <sighs> Twisted has worked with numerous producers, like, throughout their time on Psychopathic. And then from now, like, Seven exclusively produced all of Abominations. That's one of the reasons why it's so good. Um... And I think he produced The Darkness as well. Um, Mikey Clark did stuff on their first two. Fritz did stuff on the um, some of their middle-ish stuff. And then I think they kind of got like into some other producers for some of the other... Like, for some of the randoms. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look into that because I've, I've never really paid attention. So I can't wait to, to see that now. Like, a good producer can make all the fucking difference. Yeah. On, I mean, on an album. You can, like, you can do a lot with that. Uh, so... We've been going for about an hour and a half an hour and now. A half, I think it's been it's been a while, especially um, especially because about the last half hour plus has not been really about twisted at all. Rolled the fuck off, but it's okay what? though. That's what we do. It's it's and a discussion, and you know what? If this wasn't your thing, I'm sorry. You can wait. Another I'm not week. sorry. You can wait another week if you want to hear us talk about an album. I don't give a fuck. You know, we said we said last episode that it was gonna be first first two. two. Nah. Guess what? That wasn't this week. It's gonna be next week. Um, so please look out for that. Um, remember to follow us, um, on various, various social medias, such as Facebook, which is Juggalo Judgment, our Twitter account, which is at Juggalo Judgment, our Instagram account, which is at Juggalo Judgment. You can get us on email, Juggalo Judgment at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow our personal, uh, Twitter accounts, it is at Schmeeve. At Mike Spawn the SEJ. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. I'm just straight at Juggalo there. Shmeeb doesn't fucking use his. Um, but if you feel like following me anyway, Insta Shmeeb. Insta Shmeeb, which is pretty good actually. And somebody took my other one. It happens very rarely. Oh, that's some bullshit. Very rarely it fucking happens. Fight them. It happened on Instagram. It happened on fucking Rockstar whenever I tried to sign up for GTA Online. Oh, fuck them bitches. Pissed. Um, I, uh, I, I, as I've said before, I handle the Instagram uh, account for the, uh, for the podcast. I update it sparingly, like, a couple things here and there. Um, I'm on the Facebook. But, uh, if you really want to, like, get in touch with me, Twitter is the easiest way. Also, Instagram. I've been using Instagram a lot recently. I get on Instagram live every now and then, like, when I'm driving, just because I feel like talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely possible that after this Sunday, which is WrestleMania. Yes. Um. I will be off Twitter for a while because I need to. Uh, I just need to not be on fucking Twitter for a while. So I might be back on by the time this episode goes up. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but Or maybe like a week after. I might just go for like a whole fucking month. We'll see. I'm just going to bathe in the Kofi Kingston glow. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be slapping down all of my live updates on WrestleMania and then I will fucking ghost it. <laughs> yeah, no joke. If... Oh, God, it's too fucking late now. We might post it on the Twitter account. To Kofi Mania! To, to, to follow, to follow Shmeev on his personal Twitter just for WrestleMania alone because your live updates are fucking fun. I, I love them. I have a good All time. seven hours of WrestleMania. Jesus Christ. Two hour pre-show, five hour actual show, and we gotta work the next day. Let's fucking go! Help. (laughs) 
We've had to be tired as shit. Christ almighty. And I'm by myself on Monday because it's the one dude's birthday. So I'm by myself and I'm training. Damn. Fucking kill me. Yeah, if y'all didn't know, I got a new job. I'm way less stressed. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah, it's not not a birthday. Happy birthday. No, it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's in a couple months. That's that's probably about two-ish months after this comes out, so... It's somebody's birthday. So, so if y'all want to send me some birthday gifts, I'll get a P.O. box. <laughs> <laughs> there are some specific ICP albums I'm looking for. I need V. Sinister's Hunting Season. <laughs> if need... you can find a different one of those port albums, but like on an 8-track or a cassette, <laughs> I'll take that for my birthday. No, give it a, give it a fucking CD. No, I need every... Oh, like, all the mediums? I, I need every medium. Oh, okay. It, I, just to say a, that you've got one. This is a special collector's thing that I need. Oh, man, we just gotta get that fucking... I need lewd bullshit on there's every that, medium. There's that fucking uh, record player they sell at Walmart for like 60 bucks. Do you have a Betamax laying around? <laughs> Throw it my way. It better be some lewd and crude shit. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. I can't wait to, like, if we finally... Shit. If we finally um, listen to that point out which songs were from, like, <laughs> what parts they took for what I don't song. think we can listen, like, I have heard bits of it, and I'm like, this is... Mm. I don't care. <laughs> I want to fucking hear it. I don't care how... <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I want to hear it. I will get my tissues and lotion ready. <laughs> <laughs> I still need I still need to get a copy of Pirates to watch that. That's going to be a good time. <laughs> I'm unaware. My friend said he once did a. Uh, there was a. He he went to a screening of it where they it was specific. They specifically just skipped over all the sex scenes because the actual <laughs> plot of it is hilarious. And I was like, no, I want to sit in uncomfortable silence with all of my friends in the room. <laughs> but anyway, that's. I think. I, I think that's about it. We've said all we have to say about Twisted and everything else in the fucking world. Yeah, uh, I guess. You guys, I, I like these discussions though. They they're they're a nice little break. We had yeah. we didn't listen to any ICP in the last couple weeks because no. light burnout and also there's a lot Twisted of twisted show been, and all that. There's a lot of shit that's been happening. So yeah. um, we will try and get back into that. So next week um, you can hear Forgotten Freshness 2's uh, uh, opinions. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then we start. That's uh, that. Then I think Jekyll Brothers, and then we start branching off. Oofa doofa. Yeah, we got three different uh three different ones to tackle before we hit another ICP. Oofa doofa. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a blast. Those are gonna be episodes, yeah. They're gonna be episodes. Well, uh you know what time it is. Everybody. I I, I don't actually. For the millions and millions of juggalo judgment. Ignorers all across <laughs> the country. Finish. You know what's going to yeah. happen? Something's going to happen. You interrupted me. I don't care. Something's going to happen in like the next 40 episodes. It's just going to be so fucking ban- like bananas that people are going to like listen to this in droves and we're not going to know what happens. And so like you just called all those people like ignorers and meanwhile we have like millions of listeners. You're going to seem silly. Finish your fagos. Put me on public display and showcase so there's an equal opportunity for everyone to hate me.
I know you think it's a lie and it's a scam Fuck the music, fuck the time and fuck who I am From where I stand, we digest shit like flies on trash cans Overseers